Because in order for God to bring something new, he has to disrupt something normal. When I was saying position for a miracle, I could almost feel you shouting through the screen. You're like, yes, Lord, pay it off. Take it away. Do it, God. But this passage is going to show us a different way to look at it, that as we're coming into one new thing, we're leaving another. And I want to read the scripture to you starting in verse 1. It says, Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim. That's a long eye. Stop playing, Pastor. Preach the word. Let me start over. Y'all know I love you, right? Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim. So they're going somewhere. Somebody say, I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Say it in the chat. Say it in the comments. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. God's hand is on me. I'm going somewhere. God is taking me somewhere. God has not left me. God will not forsake me. God will not abandon me. God will not let me see decay. He will never leave the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. God will feed me and lead me and guide me and protect me. He said he would. He promised he would. That's what he does. Okay, this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. Holly was preaching the other day on Facebook. She said, We want God to be our ride, but God said he would be our guide. And I was like, girl, that Dr. Seuss anointing looks sexy on you. <laughs> that is so good. Because we want God to be like an Uber. Like, hey, I'm gonna get back here and I don't want to talk to you. I just want you to take me here. Now here's where I want to go. I, I want I want a new job. I want my I want my wife to start respecting me. I, I want my kids to get straight A's, A plus. Why not? Just go for it, God. Get them into Harvard, Yale, Harvard, Harvard undergrad and Yale for the doctorate, God. And we want God to just get us there. But we're going to see something today about when God says stop. Okay? And one thing we need to stop doing is looking at God as a means and start seeing that He is the end. His presence, to know Him, to be strengthened by Him. And even though I'm going somewhere, it's not so important just about where God takes me, it's what He shows me along the way. And this is a pivotal moment in my life and your life because we're not really sure about the destination or how long, you know? Uh, how long is the coronavirus going to dominate our headlines? And then even after that, how long is it going to terrorize our economy? And we don't know. And it's interesting because the Bible says, let me just read the scripture. I'm so excited. Can you tell? The Lord has really been speaking to me, and uh, God's word never stops, it never returns void. So, so it's almost like the more trouble we get in, the more of God's presence and more of God's grace and more of God's word. He just makes it available to us. And so, so the Lord has really been overflowing in my heart. It said, early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites. Somebody say, all the Israelites. Put a couple extra A's in the chat. Just say, all the Israelites. I'm going to check on y'all and make sure y'all are doing it. Say, all the Israelites. Come on, it doesn't cost you nothing for an extra vowel on YouTube. Just say, oh, the Israelites. Oh, man, this is good. Because the first thing that God said stopped to me, he said, stop acting like you're the only one. Like I'm the only one. Like I'm the only one scared right now. Like I'm the only one struggling right now. Or even for America, like we've got a global fam. We call it EFAM. It used to stand for extended. Now it stands for everywhere because we're all EFAM. Even our local congregation is having to experience God's word kind of from a distance. But one thing that people keep saying that, that bothers me is like, well, we're all in the same boat. No, we're not. We're not all in the same boat. This storm 
that we're going through, if I can use that analogy, it affects all of us in different ways. So while one man in my church right now uh, might be kind of thinking, well, this is good for me. I get a break. You know, I get a break from the stress of life and, and maybe the shutdown of commerce and industry to that man represents a break or sense of relief or a welcome interruption of the rhythm. About the time he's feeling relief, somebody else in my church just laid off 150 employees, and that happened this week. This is not theoretical, hypothetical. As a pastor, I get to see how something affects all the people. Okay, and I think it's really arrogant when we put ourselves at the center of a struggle. And another thing that it does is it increases our anxiety because we start thinking we are the first ones to ever go through anything. And then if you get that self-centered, you get short-sighted. So then you start thinking like this is the only thing that I've ever been through like this. I heard someone say that the other day. They said, uh, we've never been through anything like this before. Hello, 1918. The influenza that, that killed. Look, somebody from 1918 is watching us from heaven right now go through this and not understanding our, our frame of reference can be detrimental to our revelation of God's power. Because when we think we're the first ones who ever went through anything, before long we start thinking that this is unlike anything else that we've ever been through. And so I want to remind you today that you are not the only one. I'm not the only one scared. I'm not the only one uncertain. I'm not the only one with questions. And we are going through this together. Now, here's what's interesting. We are all always going through something, but right now it kind of feels like we're going through the same thing. And yet, although we're going through the same storm, we're not all in the same boat. Some people are going through this current crisis in like a, I don't know, like a battleship, I'm barely feeling it. It's like, oh man, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, you can almost see them on Instagram all the time. They make you sick. They're like, I'm all out of Cheetos. Got to move to Doritos now. Quarantine problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, somebody else is in a kayak going through the storm, and they're like, I'm thinking about feeding my family on minimum wage, and what this. Opportunity when I said we're positioned for a miracle, I think that God is positioning us for the miracle of empathy. To really be able to stop for a moment disagreeing about petty stuff, stupid stuff. Stop arguing for a minute about stupid stuff because they all had to go through together. Now, this is the passage to the promised land, right? And we're not going into like a geographical land here. We're talking about the promises of God, everything that He's promised you peace, provision, protection, all the stuff we want, right? But they all had to go through together. That really touched me, man. It touched me because I have three kids. This is two million people. I can't even get my three kids to get in the car, to get across South Charlotte, to get to school before 7.30 a.m. together. And now Joshua has to lead. It says in the Scripture, all the people. Well, this is a miracle. I can't even get my kids to agree on what show to watch, and Joshua has to get all the people across. This is a miracle. 
And you know, Graham asked me the other day. Uh, this is funny. Actually, this this was several months ago. He came up to me. He's, he was in a Bible class. He goes to this Christian school, and he, he was he was asking me a theological question. He goes, "Dad, why do you think God stopped doing so many miracles like He did in Bible times?" And uh, I said, "I don't know. Why do you think?" He said, "Maybe because he was younger back then and had more energy." <laughs> I love it. This is the Old Testament, right? And we're all like, oh, God, I know this story. Joshua 3, God parted the waters, and all the people went through. Why doesn't God still do miracles like that? And yet you are holding a phone in your hand right now, or you are watching on Roku or Apple TV or some newfangled technological device. Thank you, Steve Jobs, for making this moment possible. But yet we will sit in a miracle and not recognize it as a miracle, because see, we have a very difficult time appreciating a miracle when we're in it. We have a very difficult time appreciating a good moment when we're in it. So then we start looking back at old times. Oh, those were the good old days. You know, flashback Friday and throwback Thursday. And it's like we want to be anywhere but here. And then so God gives us a moment where we have to stop and be here. Because March Madness was canceled. The whole NBA just stopped. That's when I knew this was bad. When the NBA stopped, I was like, oh God, this is real. Somebody put in the comments, it just got real. And put it like that too. It just got real. It just got real. And and, and there's a moment in this scripture, I, I was I was reading it just word for word. It's amazing how the little things in Scripture come alive when you stop and think about them. You know, just go through them. And, and since this message is called "When God Says Stop," I want to stop on something that's significant. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites. There you go. All the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, which is the place where God always reveals identity. You remember that's where Jesus went to be baptized. The Jordan. This is my son. That's where God always shows you who you really are by what he brings you through. That spoke to me. When we're going through something, the goal isn't just to get through it. The goal is for God to show us something in it that will make us better on the other side. I'm going to be better on the other side. I'm going to be better on the other side. It may look different. It's not going to be normal. It's not, we're not going back to normal, but, but I'm going to be better on the other side of this. You got to go in with that assurance or else you're going to stand like, like the Israelites stayed for 40 years on the wrong side of the Jordan. And I'm going to tell you something else. God didn't stop them from going into the promised land. God didn't stop them. I used to preach that they got stuck in the wilderness and how some of us get stuck in temptation or we get stuck in unbelief or we get stuck in fear. And one day I was preaching that and the Lord slowed me down and said they didn't get stuck, they stopped. There was nothing keeping them in. There's nothing keeping us right now from being grateful. Well, you hadn't seen my bank account. I'm not talking about your bank account. I'm talking about your belief system. I'm talking about you believe that God is good at the bottom and you have this hope as an anchor for your soul. That's a rock. 
That's a foundation. It can't be shaken by a storm. The winds can come, the streams can rise, beat against the house, and it didn't fall. It only showed the foundation for what it was. And so when they crossed the Jordan, they were doing what the previous generation could have done, but they stopped. They stopped. They stopped. Sometimes we tell ourselves that we're stuck when the fact is we just stopped. Oh man, I've just been depressed lately. Like, <laughs> just like everywhere I look is bad news. Stop watching it. <laughs> I, I feel an anointing on one word because I preach so many sermons on go, go. You know, God told Abraham, go to the land I will show you. He said, go and make disciples. That was the, the, the Great Commission. Go, go, go. But what about when God says, stop? Stop. I believe God is issuing, like, like I yelled at the top of my lungs the other day, stop. Stop scrolling. Oh, I wonder why I don't have any peace. God, give me peace. But you got a leaky bucket that you're asking God to put peace in because you won't turn off your phone. It needs to charge. It's getting hot. It's burning your hand. So you're going to feed yourself fear and then pray for more faith? God says, stop. Stop. Yeah, well, I need to be informed. Hey, nobody knows right now. Nobody knows. I mean, you know everything everybody knows right now. You know enough. You know enough. You know enough. And I want to tell you something else. You know enough about God to get you through this valley. We talk about going through. I know I'm going to get through this. And I don't say that in a callous way or a cliche way or a hashtag kind of faith. I'm saying the Lord is my shepherd. I know that. He's my guide. I know that. I shall not want. Um, hang on a second. There's a weird part of this passage. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. It's like he's saying, God will guide you, he'll guide you. And sometimes, in order to get you to green pastures, he has to give you a red light. He makes me lie down. He makes me lie down. And it's right there in Joshua 3. It's right there how God is leading his people. He's led them 40 years in a the wilderness. They've been through things before, but now they're standing at something new, just like we are. Some of you, God has seen you through divorce. He's seen you through a miscarriage. He's seen you through a suicidal impulse that you almost took your own life and then you didn't. He saw you through the worst decision of your life. He saw you through financial mistakes. He saw you through all of that, and now you are standing at this, and you're like, I've never been here before. And it's like, but in that moment, what you know has to take over what you feel. And that's what I want to illustrate in the text when God says, stop living by feelings and start living by faith. Stop living by sight. I feel the Holy Spirit. When God says stop, it's so important that we listen to the Holy Spirit when he says stop. Stop. Stop playing out all the worst what-if scenarios in your, in your brain. You've gone way past planning. I'm just getting a plan. Is that what you call it? A plan. 
when you're projecting every possible scenario, trying to predict, you think you're Miss Cleo or something like that? You ain't a prophet. You give yourself an ulcer. I prophesy Pepto-Bismol in your future every night before you go to bed if you don't stop it. And I love what God gave him and how the presence of God sometimes will tell you to stop. Give me verse 1 again. All this in verse 1. And don't y'all get scared, but I got like 17 verses, okay? But I will stop at some point so the next service can run. But it says, Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, the place of identity, and the instruction was camp before crossing over. Isn't that cool? How God was bringing them into something new. And before he could bring them into this, this new space, he told them to stop and camp. And what he tells them to do next, I want to give you as a prophetic word for what God might be saying to you for this season of your life. We're all going through this at the same time, but we're not all going through the same thing. Some people are making real decisions right now. Like our church, all we get was just decision after decision after decision. And the problem is, you know, we're all trying to. Okay, I'll go ahead and give you the next point. You ready? Stop wasting. Today's strength fighting tomorrow's battles. Stop. Stop. Stop trying to stop trying to defend yourself against doomsday that may or may not happen. Make decisions. Make decisions. God will give you the wisdom for the decisions you need to make right now. I believe that he will. I'm believing that for every healthcare worker. I'm believing that for our leaders. I'm believing that God is going to bring our country together in a way right now that we're going to figure out some stuff that we've needed to fix for a long time and your nation and God's going to bring us together. We're positioned for a miracle. But we got to go through together. Hey, thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video or live stream. And share this video with a friend. And don't forget, you can join me live every Sunday. Thanks again for watching.